Welcome to the Vibrant You podcast. I'm your host, Bindi Stables, and here we talk all things wellness and vibrant living. You'll learn about integrative health, functional medicine, holistic biohacking, and enjoy raw and real conversations on personal growth, mindset, and motivation. Optimize your body and mind and become the happiest, the healthiest, most vibrant you. Enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Vibrant You. This episode is for you if you have been finding yourself quite busy lately. If you've got lots going on, maybe loads of responsibilities, or you're simply struggling to find the time to slow down. These are my personal confessions from a former busyness addict, (laughs) and we're going to get into what may be going on beneath the surface of busyness why you may be keeping yourself busier than you need to, why it feels hard to make time to slow down and rest when life feels so fast, and how to reclaim your power with where you invest your time and energy so you can start to fill your own cup again. So I'm coming at you from my menstrual phase today, and I've been taking it really easy the last few days after a very full and rich last few weeks with a lot of movement and a lot of doing. So I'm a big fan in this point of my life of slowing right down. There's no push. There's no rush in this phase. And I know the importance of taking time to slow down and love to use my moon time each month for just that. But I have to admit that it wasn't always this way for me. It has taken me years to be able to give myself permission to slow down. So if you know me, you know that I am a bit of a type A Pitta dosha, Virgo, manifesting generator energy. And yeah, if you know, you know the type. And if you don't, and this is just gibberish to you, basically, I am the get stuff done, work super hard, really organized, big goals, hustle kind of gal that is not always the best at slowing down and has very little concept of chill. But years, I kept myself busy. And honestly, I can see now that. Not only was I busy, like I had lots going on, but a part of me was probably a bit addicted to the hustle even. Like I didn't like it. I'd complain about being busy all the time and I couldn't see it at the time and I do now, but somehow deep down, like unconsciously, I wanted to be busy. I needed it. And I've come to realize for myself and for most people out there, That if a pattern persists in your life, whether that's with busyness or something else, that there's a part of us often that wants that pattern to persist. And that's a bit of an uncomfortable truth to sit with. It's really like the crux of shadow work, right? Looking into the ways in which our suffering and our challenges is not something bestowed upon us by life circumstances, but something that we actively participate in ourselves. It can be tricky to realize, yet so powerful too. Suddenly these patterns that show up for you aren't something happening to you. Life isn't so busy that it's happening to you, but rather something that you have an empowered choice in. And therefore too, the empowered choice to choose differently once you're aware of it. So often there's a sneaky part of us that needs that pattern to be there. That pattern is meeting some kind of important needs for you. So what needs of mine are actually being met by having spent so much of my life staying busy all the time? We have to ask ourselves, what part of me actually wants to be busy all the time? 
And this isn't a conscious thing. Often consciously we're saying, I don't like to be busy. This doesn't feel good. I wish that I could just slow down and rest. But subconsciously, something's being met for you in being busy all the time. Otherwise, there would be no reason to partake in that pattern and you would shift things. So until we really look at that and address that and find alternative ways to meet those needs that are being met by being busy, that pattern of busyness is not going to go anywhere for you. For me, a huge pattern with busyness, you know, staying busy all the time for so much of my life and often living in chaos (laughs) because of it or choosing chaos rather. There's a few reasons that we may be so attached to busyness. So I want to share with you now five main possibilities of why busyness might be showing up for you. Like, why do you feel like you're always overextending? You're giving so much of your time. Maybe you're not honoring your boundaries so much. And you're saying to yes to things that your entire body is saying no to. And yet you sign up and you help out and you're there for everybody all the time. And keeping your calendar just so full, even though... A deeper part of you knows that you just got to slow down and you need time to rest and you're not supposed to be on all the time. Five ways that busyness masks itself in our lives. Number one is busyness that shows up as distraction. And this one shows that if I stay busy and distracted, then I can avoid all of my inner stuff, my feelings, my uncomfortable thoughts, the sensations in my body that I don't want to go into, my fears, maybe my intuitive voice telling me that I need to change something big in my life, but I'm afraid to. And how intelligent that our brain uses being busy to distract us from these things. How intelligent that when emotions feel too big or too scary or too overwhelming to feel that your mind will subconsciously make you stay busy and have really great valid reasons to be busy all the time so that you don't have the time or space to feel it all and you can do that for a while and sometimes we genuinely go through fuller seasons of life but if you're noticing that this is a pattern like a lifelong thing for you that you're just always busy and you schedule in time for yourself but you don't always honor it or you end up filling it with something else you can do that for a while as distraction but it always catches up you might get sick or you know we don't want this to happen but you might get injured or something in your life happens that forces you to slow down and it's like life lovingly saying to you like hey girl if you don't slow down i'm gonna make you (laughs) and i know that that has been the case for me i have been through a couple of seasons of this in my life i'm human and i'm growing and i'm always learning and life has been so generous to me with opportunities to learn and grow And so I would find myself in patterns of like distract, 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 stay busy, stay busy, busy, get sick, (laughs) get hurt, (laughs) have a big life event and then have to slow down and meet those feelings. And fortunately now I have created a different agreement with the universe where I actually make space to feel those feelings versus needing really hard life events to slow me down so that I have to feel it. And I see this with clients as well. I had a beautiful client the other day who was crossing a really difficult event. And, you know, I said, like, how are you managing that? That sounds like a lot. She's like, well, you know, I try to stay busy. And I was like, hey, like, what if you didn't stay busy? And what if you gave yourself space and permission to feel these feelings of sadness and pain and loss? And she instantly burst into tears naturally after months of distracting 
And finally, after the session, she felt so clear and so free and expanded after so many months of just like trying to hold it all together and staying busy to avoid those feelings instead of, hey, let's hold you through these feelings and make space for it. So it took years, but I have learned how to be with those feelings myself as well. I meditated every single day for more than six years straight. And I sat in ashrams in India and Indonesia and monasteries in Thailand and Nepal and spent more than a month every single year in total verbal silence, no talking, and just sat with all of the mean and chaotic and even scary voices inside of my head and made peace with them. And this helped me a lot to not need to stay busy all the time, to distract me from those things going on inside of me that I didn't want to look at. So if that's you, going to India every year and spending a month in total silence and meditating three to eight hours a day is not for everyone. So I will link up in the show notes. I have a beautiful guided meditation collection to help you be with yourself, to help you slow down, to take the time that you need to connect to you, to hear your inner voice, to heal, to connect. Okay, the second way that busyness shows up for us is busyness as avoiding shame. So if you received messages of rest being associated with being lazy or selfish or unproductive or self-indulgent, then of course it would make sense that you'd want to avoid rest as rest was shamed. This message, it gets programmed into us in so many ways, and I know that I've seen it in myself. I see it in people all the time, often innocently, non-intentionally. If we were raised with family or friends or partners or simply a culture that has rejected or internalized their own concept of rest as being unproductive or lazy or shameful, even just the society that we live in that so rewards productivity over self-care and prides achieving over recalibrating on any day. And this can show up in many ways where rest is shamed for us, right? If a partner seeing you on the couch taking 15 minutes to just like chill and scroll on the gram or play a game says a comment like, oh, I wish I had time to lay around all day and do nothing. I have way too much to do. Can't you help with something? Of course, that's shaming rest. Or maybe when you were younger, a parent got home from a busy day of work and saw you relaxing, like, what do you think you're doing laying around on the couch? Get up and do something. If you don't get up and do something, I'll find you something to do. That, of course, internalizes this, that it's not safe to rest. You have to be doing, you have to be going all the time. Or I hear, you know, from clients or from friends that don't have kids, from friends that do have kids, you know, innocent, but kind of shamey comments of like, oh, must be nice, you know, being able to have a nap all by yourself. I can't even shower without being bothered by my kids. Or I'm remembering a boss, you know, one day calling in sick and saying like, oh, you're taking a sick day for that? I would never take a sick day for that. <laughs> we see that rest is often so shamed in our culture. And even it can be the other way if we received so much praise and so much love growing up for achieving, for doing, for always becoming something more and better and improved, then we learned that that's the way that you receive love. And that's where your worth comes from is staying busy and constantly doing and going. So naturally, as adults, we stay busy because we think that we receive love and we affirm our worth through what we do achieve and stay busy with. The third way that busyness shows up for us is busyness as protection. So busyness can be a bit of a protection mechanism. We stay busy to protect us from an uncomfortable truth, perhaps. 
And I noticed for me that I would stay busy. I went through many, many years and chapters and layers of this, but I noticed that I would stay busy so that I didn't have to express boundaries with people. It was a lot easier for me to say like, oh, sorry, I can't, I'm busy, than to speak the uncomfortable truth of, no, thank you, I'm not interested. Or for my mind to try to protect me from uncomfortable truths that my intuition was telling me that I just didn't want to hear. And my mind wanted to protect me from the emotional pain of hearing that intuitive knowing like, this job isn't for you anymore. Or whispers that that relationship is over. Or hearing my intuition say, this friendship isn't feeling balanced and hasn't been in a long time and you got to let this person go. And so naturally I would stay busy (laughs) to try to protect myself from these in the moment, painful truths, in the long term, you know, very freeing and expansive truths. But in the meantime, it's painful to realize those things because it requires us to let go and letting go feels scary. The fourth way that busyness shows up for us is as a trauma response. So if we grew up in a household or in an environment or even a culture of chaos with a lot of movement and intensity and noise and constantly going, or if we've simply had experiences in life that felt like a lot for us too much that we could cope with at that time that you know continue to live on in our body those experiences then our nervous system makes that state of intensity and chaos and busyness our nervous system makes that as normal quote-unquote normal for us and naturally we can become almost addicted to chaos or our nervous system simply knows chaos so well that chaos starts to feel safe Not because it's good for us, but because it's familiar. And so your brain might be saying, I hate being so busy. You know, I just love a day off or a moment to slow down. But then you might actually get it. You might get that day off or you might get that vacation. And somehow you're just anxious and restless and you fill that day with additional projects in your free time because the silence and the stillness is so scary. And scary not because it's not exactly what you need in that moment, that stillness, that rest, that ease, but because that stillness and that space is so unfamiliar. And your nervous system is like, what do you mean? (laughs) Chaos is the normal, right? Our, Our nervous system is primed for chaos, for busyness, for intensity, for going and doing all the time. And I remember for myself, there was many, many years, most of my life, Silence terrified me. Stillness was horrible. (laughs) And it wasn't until like really starting a meditation practice and sitting with that discomfort and recalibrating my nervous system. We learn to be with those feelings through somatic practices, through mind training techniques to expand our window of tolerance, to start to transmute those feelings versus avoid them or get rid of them. We rewire our subconscious mind and reestablish safety in our nervous system. And that's exactly what I did for myself. That's what I do with my clients inside of my Find Balance program. We train our nervous system that stillness is safe, that silence is safe, that solitude is safe. And we no longer need to stay busy and overextending and lacking boundaries and people-pleasing all the time to try to feel safe within ourselves. And so the fifth way that busyness may show up for us is busyness as an identity. So for so long for myself, so much of my self-worth was attached to my productivity and my identity of being the hard worker, the helper, the caring one that was always there for everyone and 
that always took time, way more time than I should have to be everything for everyone all the time. The people pleaser with really like no sense of boundaries and constantly overextending at the expense of my own well-being. Maybe you can relate. (laughs) And it says like this, like our mind will say or make us believe that if busy is my identity, I can't and I won't ask for help or I will ask for help but won't receive it or I'll ask for it and I will receive it and then I'll criticize my partner for not getting it right and I'll shame him and tell him or you know I'll tell myself that oh if someone does it it's just not going to be right so it's better I have to do it myself and our mind will tell us that I need to stay busy to maintain my sense of self If we have this identity that I'm a strong, capable, busy, selfless, fiercely independent woman and I can do it all by myself, we're probably also a very resentful and burnt out woman too, but the mind will say, I can't let you help me because if you do, my identity gets broken because then the truth becomes that I'm actually a balanced woman capable of both giving and receiving. I'm a supported woman. I'm a woman that at times is a dependent woman. Ooh, that's scary. A selfish woman. Mm, We don't want to look at that. And your subconscious mind goes, but wait, I don't know who I am. I don't know if I'm worthy of love if I'm receiving and dependent and needy and selfish. And the truth is, is that that's not the wholeness of who you are, but you are all of it. Your subconscious mind might have a little freak out because You don't know if you're worthy of love and safety and belonging in your wholeness yet. You haven't met all those parts of you yet. The only parts of you, the shiny parts of you that you want to show to the world are worthy of love. But that's not the whole truth. You get to be shiny. That part of you gets to be seen and loved, but so does your darkness. So does the unproductive, the ungiving, the selfish part of you. that does have boundaries and that does say no to simply prioritize rest. So before when I'd slow down, whether I wanted to or needed to, whether I was on my period or I'd get sick or I was going through just a big life challenge, I would almost lose myself. Like who am I if I'm not the hard worker, always busy, always doing, always giving, always achieving, overextending. So for myself, I don't use the word busy anymore. Yeah, life gets full. Yes, there are naturally moments and seasons that I become deeply involved or immersed or absorbed into the fullness of life and like feel the difference in that language even. How are you? Oh, I'm busy. How's things going? Oh yeah, busy. Good, but busy, right? That's like our standard response. Someone says, how are you? The word busy always comes in. (laughs) And feel into this difference, like, yeah, things are good. Life's been really full. I've been really immersed and involved and absorbed into the fullness of life. Like, wow, doesn't that feel a little more empowered, a little more like I'm not at the will of the circumstances of life and I'm choosing my reality and I'm creating it and what I sign up for in life and what I commit to is a conscious empowered choice because I'm not staying busy to distract I'm not staying busy to blame, to protect myself from something. I'm not staying busy to maintain a sense of identity or worthiness. And that makes a big difference. So I don't have a magical step-by-step guide to overcome busyness because I don't think that we actually need that. But I do have my own lived experience of navigating busyness. And I think that we need to embrace more and more of our humanity and not try to get rid of these parts of us or to overcome them. So the insight that I have for you here is not very sexy and it's actually quite simple. 
my advice to navigate the intensity of busyness and all the reasons why you may have stayed busy all this time is to simply sit with it, to sit with the restlessness, to make space for the awkwardness of challenging your identity, to sit with the feelings that come up for you in that process, to be with the sadness that busyness was distracting you from. Your emotions aren't dangerous. They're natural human sensations that will come and I promise you they'll pass. So just sit with it because it's in the being with it that those feelings transmute. And your nervous system will adapt. Rest can start to feel more safe. Stillness becomes safe. Silence becomes welcomed and the white space on your calendar will no longer be a source of anxiety, but rather will feel easeful and expansive even. Of course, it's natural. We go through different seasons and phases in life and what we need in each chapter naturally changes, whether that's your menstrual phase or just a season or a chapter in your life where a deeper part of you is calling out or even begging for rest and stillness and slowing down. So listen to that. Life is about riding these waves. Of course, as women, we're, we're cyclical. You're not meant to be the same every day. You are a brand new person, new energy. Your mood, your strengths, your challenges, they all wax and wane over your 28-ish day cycle. So we get to be like the moon, right? She's not full every day. She's meant to wax and wane, and we are too. We're not supposed to be on every single day. You're meant to rest, to chill, to just be. So that's all for now, my dears. I loved this conversation with you. And if this is something that you're working on within yourself at the moment to expand your window of tolerance, to move through maybe some limiting beliefs or busyness or people pleasing or perfectionism, I'd love to support you. I, inside of my Find Balance program, this is exactly what we do. It's a combination of premium integrative health coaching with mindset and well-being coaching. And we get into all of just that. So I'd love to hear from you on Instagram, your top takeaways, what is beneath the surface for you of your busyness and what's the magic and the medicine in that for you? I'd love to hear from you, your top takeaways on Instagram at Bindi Stables, and I will see you back for another episode real soon. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved today's episode, please spread the love by subscribing and leaving a review. Or if there's someone in your life that you think could benefit from this conversation, please share this episode with them. I would love to hear from you over on Instagram at Bindi Stables or visit my website, bindystables.com to connect and work with me. Thank you so much again for being here and I'm celebrating you in this journey of becoming the happiest, the healthiest, most vibrant you.